Look, payday's awesome, but running payroll, calculating taxes and deductions, staying compliant, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits tool built for small businesses like yours. Gusto gets your team paid while automatically filing your payroll taxes. Plus, you can offer benefits like 401k, health insurance, and workers' comp, and it makes onboarding new employees a breeze. We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. that's gusto.com slash boss. Welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want to take control of their work and live life on their own terms. I'm your host, Emily Thompson, and in this episode, I'm flying solo to share with you three easy but impactful lists I believe you should be keeping to help you build your ideal work and life. You can find all the tools, books, and links I reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. And if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to this show and share us with a friend. Navigating the blend of work and life is a big one for business owners and entrepreneurs. And if you feel yourself stumbling through that dance or just looking for inspiration, then I have a podcast recommendation for you. Work at Life, hosted by Sonia Lucina and Maddie Grant, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. In this podcast, Sonia and Maddie explore the gray areas between work and life as they share data on relevant topics around workplace engagement and culture. One recent episode titled How to Be Optimistic When the World Around You Isn't discusses the simple and complex things you can do to keep your head up when the world feels dark. Check them out and listen to Work at Life wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, bosses, to this solo episode. (laughs) I don't often come on here and talk by myself, though I am often over on the Making a Business podcast in the clubhouse talking solo about what's happening at Almanac. I'm not in here doing one of the big episodes by myself, but today's a bit of a special one. We've been talking about something in the community for the past uh, couple of weeks, I guess. It's It's actually one of those things that comes up relatively often, but we've been diving into it a little more intentionally over the past couple of weeks. And it's brought us some really interesting conversations that I, that has fed into, that has inspired this episode. One, bosses are always talking about lists. (laughs) We are list makers, list checker offers. Sometimes we'll even make lists of things we've already checked off to check them off. Um, I'm guilty of that for sure. I love bosses for that. We love our list. And so today I want to help you make some really big lists. I think we're really great at small to-do lists. What do I need to do to get this project off the ground? What do I need to do today? What do I need to do before lunch? What do I need to do? You know, what do I need to tell someone I'm about to have a meeting with? Whatever it may be. We're really great at small lists. Today, I want to help you broaden your your perspective of or your experience of lists into some really big lists that I want to encourage you to keep for yourself. I keep all of these lists in some capacity or another. A couple of these are lists that I've talked about extensively in other settings 
And this is the first time that I share I have shared them all succinctly in this space. So let's dive into it. If you've ever heard me speak on stage at an event that is not my own, I will often do this talk that I created a couple of years ago that I love very much. It's one of my favorite things. And very few people, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things has actually heard this talk, but it's very core, I think, to being boss. There is this being boss maxim, this like saying that we have around here. We have a couple of them, you know, being boss is being in it together. One of them is being boss is owning who you are, knowing what you want and actually making it happen. You've probably heard us say that on this show. If you have the being boss book, there's like a really nice like um, page that has that nicely designed on it. It is very much so one of those things that we hold true for ourselves. We say it all the time. It really applies to all the things that we do and, and feeds into everything that I say on this show. It is at the core of how I define being boss. Being boss is owning who you are, knowing what you want, and actually making it happen. Now, I'm not going to go into my whole spiel about this entire thing, but what I will say is that these three lists that I'm going to break down for you will help you do this. It will help you own who you are, know what you want, and actually make it happen. It will help you intentionally move yourself towards success. So, it's kind of simple as that. This is a very big practice in self-reflection and self-awareness and and thinking and and really sort of deprogramming yourself in a couple of ways as well. And I'll talk about how that applies in especially one of these lists. And really, it's about pinpointing the things that you desire in your life so that it is easier for you to show up for them. Because there's nothing worse, I think, than showing up and doing the kinds of work that we do as entrepreneurs and not accomplish the things that we are here to accomplish. This gig is not easy, right? It is all-encompassing. It will eat your soul (laughs) if you let it. Um, It has the capacity, I think, to easily do that. And if something's eating my soul, I want something out of it. My soul is not free. That's a very dramatic way of putting that. But really, I want you to think about these things so that you are capable of working more easily towards what it is that you actually want out of claiming this sort of life for yourself. So let's dive in. Three lists for you. And I literally made a list of lists. This is this is the most boss thing I've ever done. So List number one in my list of lists is related to your values and your priorities. You should recognize that values and priorities are very much so also a part of what we talk about all the time here at Being Boss. Your values are very much so the core of who you are. They are what you hold most true and most important to yourself. You can figure them out. You can claim them. If you want some help doing so, you can go to beingboss.club slash values. We have a quiz there. We have some additional resources. I've done whole podcasts. If you've read the Being Boss book, there's a whole section on values in the Being Boss book. It's in CEO Day Kit. It's literally everywhere because they are at the core of what it means to show up and be boss. You have to know what's important to you so you can align yourself and move forward and feel great about the things that you're doing in work and life. So list number one is very much so related to your values and also your just general priorities in your day-to-day life or, you know, a week in the life of, or whatever it may be. So related to your values and priorities, and it really is centered around owning who you are and what you want. So this first list is a list of things that you will not do. 
kind of easy, huh? And it's the things that you will not do because I often find that it's easier for you to claim what you don't like, um, what you don't want to do than it is really pinpointing what you do want to do. This isn't about going negative first. I, whatever, (laughs) this is not about that. This is about making it easy for you. And I think it's easier for you to pinpoint what you do not want to do than all of the things that you do want to do. So the things I won't do list is a list of things in your life and work where you draw the line, where you will not do them. It's a boundary. Very simply, it's a boundary. It's a practice in creating boundaries. And these boundaries are there to keep you focused on what's important to you, on accomplishing what you want to do, on where you want to be putting your energy, on how you want to be spending your time. It's about creating a boundary around those things. And honestly, this one is incredibly supportive. A things I won't do list is incredibly supportive because it helps you to say no. It helps you to say no to the things that you do not want to do. I know that across the board, bosses incredibly struggle with saying no. I see it all the time in the community. It comes up all the time in our Monday meetups. I've heard it from people forever. I have a hard time saying no to this person or anyone, to these kinds of opportunities, to any kind of opportunity, whatever it may be. You have a hard time saying no, but a things I won't do list is the list of things you are going to say no to. So it will support you in that. Sometimes it's easy. It's easy to use a list like this to disassociate your feelings from the things. You can just look at your list and go, nope, I won't do that. And like not think about the feelings around those things. So what can this look like? What goes on your things I won't do list? One, you can think about the boundaries you want to create around your time. So think like, I won't answer emails after 5 p.m. That's a thing I won't do. I will not answer emails after 5 p.m. I will not work on the weekends. I will not, you know, spend or I will create these kinds of boundaries in my life around time because outside of that, I will not do these things. Um, there's a boss in the C-suite. As I was sort of jotting down some notes for this, I, I thought of her because one of the things that came out of the pandemic for her was that she was so over kids' birthday parties and has like put on her things I won't do list. No more birthday parties. <laughs> and that's just like such a funny personal preference, but like a hard line that has been drawn. It has been communicated and there are no more birthday parties in her future. And I love that for her. <laughs> I also know of several bosses who, you know, post pandemic, especially are like no more conferences. Like I'm over it. I don't want to do these things before. It was something you kind of had to do in order to, you know, show up in your community and do the things. Um, But after a couple of years of not having to, there is no desire to go back. And I think for everyone, there is some post pandemic things around your time where you have gained some clarity, things you don't want to go back into doing. Those can go on your things I won't do list if you want to put them there. You can also think about duties that you want off of your plate in your life or in your work. Um, some examples of what this can look like is, you know, no more bookkeeping. <laughs> like it's not something you want to do. Dealing with customer service. That's mine. That's one of mine, especially at Almanac. Actually, the entire team knows that 
Emily does not need to be, need to be involved in customer service. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> For some personality reasons. Um, but also, I don't want to be. I don't want to be. And so that's something where I have drawn that line. Things I will not do. I will not deal with customer service. I have lots of people who are great at that and love it. I let them do their job. I'm not going to stick my nose into it. Maybe there's something in your life that you don't want to do. Maybe you want to, um, you never want to do your own landscaping again, right? You're not going to mow your grass or weed your garden or whatever. Put that on your list. If that is something you do not want to do, you can put that on your list and then prioritizing finding the support that you need to make sure those things still get done in your life. You still got to do your bookkeeping. Somebody's got to do customer service. Somebody should probably weed your garden, right? You do not have to do it. Another one to consider for this things I won't do list is associating with certain people. Maybe there are toxic relationships that you need to cut out of your life. Um, Maybe it's business related and it's certain types of clients or working within certain industries, whatever it may be. It is your prerogative. This is your life, honey. (laughs) Your life and your work. You can have the people in it that you want um, or not. And so that those things can go on your things I won't do list as well. And this list is really important because you as a busy business owner and or entrepreneur or creative who needs time for inspiration and creating, you need to clean off your plate. You just, you need to, you can't do everything. So go ahead and start pinpointing the things that you will hand off or that will simply be removed from your life. You need to clean off your plate and make room for what you're best at because you do have a limited amount of time in your life. That is the one resource we can't make more of, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to prioritize your time better. And that's what a things I won't do list will help you do. It will also work to nurture you to do your best work or live your best life. And that really is the ultimate goal for us being here, is it not? You want to accomplish this, a things I won't do list and actually showing up for that things I won't do list is the tool that will help you get there. And then I think for a lot of bosses, the most important reason to have a things I won't do list is to help you say no, is to remove the feelings from the things that you know you won't do and just recognize them as things that you are going to say no to. Sometimes even putting them in this list can give you the context that you need to understand why you need to keep saying no to the thing. Because it's giving you room to do what you're best at. It's giving you time and space to nurture the parts of yourself, of of your life and work that you want to nurture more of. It can help you say no. And that in itself, I think it's worth its weight in gold. (laughs) And then a couple of other things about this want list before we move on to number two is that you can always break your own rules. You absolutely can. If if someone comes in, you know, if you get a client uh, proposal from someone or you get a client request, or what is it called? You get a, an email. If, you, if someone wants to work with you, if someone wants to work with you and they're you, the type of client or the industry that they're in or the kind of project that it is or whatever it may be is on your don't do list, I mean, that's kind of a red flag in itself. But if some other circumstances are making you want to say yes to this thing, you can. You can if you want to. You can answer an email after five if you want to. The key here, though, is to not make it a habit. 
Do not make it a habit of breaking your own rules in this space, though these are not hard and fast. And you can also revisit them. And you can revisit them as often as you want. Maybe you're revisiting once a year. This could be part of your CEO day if you so choose for it to be. Because sometimes things are added and sometimes things are taken away. Sometimes you want to make room for something that you previously didn't want to do anymore. Sometimes you are adding things to it because there are things that you're doing that you realize now need to go on that things I won't do list. Your role and your experience of your life and work will be changing consistently. And I think this list will be as well. So list number one is a things I won't do list. It is incredibly important for a super busy, highly responsible, lots on our plate bosses. With summer coming to an end, change is in the air. And change can be scary, especially when it comes to scaling your business. HubSpot CRM platform helps you make major moves confidently. The confidence to go big, go home, go local, or global. With HubSpot, all your marketing, operations, and sales tools are in one place, meaning you have the right data at the right time to make the right call. A single source of truth means you and your team are supported by a powerful system that helps lighten the busy work and create more time and space for big thinking. As a connected customer platform, HubSpot provides more than just software. It helps you and your team create deeper, more meaningful relationships with your customers so you can grow better together. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Late payments from clients and customers is often the worst part of doing business. Not only does it mess with that ever precious cash flow, it's also just awkward and honestly pretty maddening. I mean, you have enough to worry about, so why not let FreshBooks chase down those unpaid invoices for you, which is the power of their automated late payment reminders. Not only will it save you time, it will also keep you from that awkward exchange with your clients about their overdue payments. You can customize these emails and then FreshBooks sends them out and you just keep yourself focused on the other things that need your attention. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash to get started today. List number two is important because in order to make or in order to move towards your version of success, you need to know what your version of success even is. You have to know what you want. And knowing this isn't easy for everyone. I think some of you may be listening to this and being like, oh, okay, that's, I know what I want. Love that for you. That is not the case for everyone. If you are one of those people who have no idea what you want, you have a hard time pinpointing goals or, or thinking about, you know, maybe and someone asks you what you want for your birthday or for Christmas, you're just drawing a big fat blank, right? It's not easy for everyone to pinpoint what it is that they want. And that's okay. This list I think is going to be great for you, but I also think it's great for everyone in some capacity for a lot of good reasons. And this is a want list. This is the one that I've talked about in that talk that I give sometimes. It's something that I also brought into our group coaching recently to bring it, uh, bring it into that space to talk about it a little bit more, because it's one that I've talked about for years. And I think is really important on a lot of levels. It sounds frivolous, a want list, like what in the world? Are we really going that basic? And yes, we are. We really are. Because a want list is just a list of things that you want and or need. 
They're relatively small things, usually pretty materialistic, relatively short term. So this isn't like, this isn't some, you know, what I want when I retire situation. This is a like, in the next six to 12, 18 months, these are the things that I want for myself. I think these lists are really important because they help you pinpoint what it is that you want and claim it for yourself. And it's a practice. I think this is more of a practice than anything else, because in general, we are conditioned to be happy with what we have, period. And I think that's an important mindset for sure. I am not discrediting that. You should be happy with what you have, right? We, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you know, on a phone with internet, um, with a full belly and with a long to-do list of things that, you know, we get to do in our lives and work, then we have a lot of privilege. And I think we, it is important for us to find happiness in all of these things that we have. However, if you are here to be an entrepreneur, business owner, creative, you want more. You want to change the conditions in which you live. You want to have impact to create something else. You probably or likely have a family and you want things for your home, for your children, for your partner, whatever it may be. You want things and it's okay to want things, which is not something that we're usually conditioned to be okay with, to want more. This want list is going to help you identify what it is that you want and help you normalize wanting things. Simple as that. It will help you pinpoint the things that you want and need. And it will help you be okay with it because you're claiming it and you're working towards it and you are constantly practicing this. And it can look something like wanting a new car or maybe just new tires in the car you already have. Maybe it's a new tool that will help you do your work better, something to enrich your life. One of the ones that I have spoken about in this talk that I've given on stage a couple of times is uh, for a really long time, I had on my want list a matching set of dining room chairs. (laughs) (laughs) right? So kind of frivolous. I have dining room chairs. They were just like two different kinds of dining room chairs that were just mushed together. And so kind of frivolous, not necessary, but it's something that I wanted. And it was on my want list for a little bit, which sort of brings me into another reason why I think it's really important to have a want list is you can literally reward yourself from your want list. And then you can also tell other people what it is that you want or need. So the rewarding piece, I think, is really important because this one actually comes up in the community quite a bit. And, you know, if you are someone who is feeling any kind of burnout in this moment, listen up, because oftentimes what is missing that causes some burnout is a lack of reward for all of the effing work you are doing. So this can actually be a really important way to start getting you out of that cycle of burnout is to reward yourself for the work that you're doing. And rewards don't have to be material at all. They can be, you know, treating yourself to a day at the museum, to, um, you know, hanging out with a friend, taking a walk, going for a hike, whatever. Those are just like, those can also just be general life activities. Um, But it can also be things like a matching set of dining room chairs. (laughs) 
right? Or that really great piece of jewelry or whatever it may be. It can be small. It can be large. There's no rules here. You want what you want. No shame, no guilt. You be you and reward yourself from your list of wants. And then there's also this easily telling someone what it is that you want or need. Have a hard time telling people what you want for Christmas. You have a list. Is Does your partner really kind of maybe suck at getting you birthday gifts? You have a list. You have a list of things that you can send people uh, or you can tell people you can pull from so that you are more likely to get exactly what you want or need because you are keeping a want list on an ongoing basis. My favorite story about this is actually related to that talk that I've given. I have given, you know, half a dozen times, maybe on stage, various places, various conferences. Um, I love giving it. And um, one day I got to give it and David, my partner was in the room. And so I was giving this, giving this talk and I got to the want list and I made this, this joke, not joke about this matching set of dining room chairs. And afterwards he's like, I didn't realize that this dining room chair thing was a thing. <laughs> and at that point I was kind of laughing. It la- I, I laughed it off because this, this point had become like a point in this talk. If I changed it, I was gonna have to crack another joke. And so I wasn't really even, I didn't really even care that much about the dining room chairs. I didn't. Um, but a couple months later, we're, you know, I can't remember what, I think I was ordering a couch and he was like, so how about some dining room chairs? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You're right. It's time for me to finally put this dining room chair thing to bed. And so I was able to get my dining room chairs in a way that I wouldn't have thought about it. Um, but it was on his mind because he heard me make this list of things that were on my want list. It literally helped me get what I want, um, get what I wanted. And now my dining room chairs are great. Thank you. (laughs) So a couple other things about this want list is you should just keep this somewhere. I keep it on my notes app on my iPhone. So anytime I see something that I think I want, I can pull it up, add it to it, move on with my life. I use it regularly. I use it regularly. There's always something being added or taken away one way or the other. And again, not like feeding, not necessarily feeding this materialistic existence, you know, and if you're a minimalist, this may be the worst idea ever, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be about frivolous stuff. It can be about things that are going to enrich your life. And it absolutely should be. But really the key here is that it is a practice in wanting things. And this one, it doesn't have to be materialistic things. I usually find that the, that the material things land on this list, but it can be sort of smaller experiences as well. Things that are going to be really easy for you to pull out. I do actually, I guess I never really thought about it this way, but I have a list of just things that I want to do in Chattanooga. Like there are some touristy things that we've never done. There are some places I've never gone. There are hikes I've never done. And I do actually have a list that I will flip to occasionally. If we have a chill weekend and we're looking for something to do, I will go to that list and be like, you know what? We've never done this hike. Let's go do it or whatever it may be. Your want list can also very much so be those kinds of experiences for sure, if that is much more your drive, but also literally no guilt if it's just a bunch of stuff. 
The key here is that you are practicing pinpointing what it is that you want and you have the added benefit of being able to easily reward yourself or get the things that you want or tell people what you want for your birthday. All right. So that is list number two. That is your want list. Now let's talk about list number three. List number three is like the sister to the want list. It is the long-term wants. These are things that are life enriching and really even life defining. And this is one we've all heard of. It is the bucket list. This is your bucket list. It is a list of things that you want to experience or accomplish in your life. They are big things, big, really encompassing. Like it's not just, you know, walking to my neighbor's house or whatever. It's like walking around the world. (laughs) That's the dumbest example. (laughs) Sorry, that came out of my mouth. It is less materialistic, more based on experiences or learning things. And I think this one is really important because it helps you dream and it helps you steer the ship of your life. It can look like, obviously, whatever you want it to be. Um, But a couple little buckets for you to think about is one, maybe you want to go somewhere. One of mine is I, in the next, because I think this is like a time frame one, in the next 15 years, I would really love to do some backpacking in Europe. Would love to. That sounds so dreamy to me. We have a boss in the community right now who is prepping for a pilgrimage in Spain. That's a big thing. Maybe you want to go see some pyramids or climb a volcano or, you know, visit Yellowstone. I don't even know. Whatever it is, maybe you want to go somewhere. This usually, this requires you, this isn't a usually, this is a requirement of you getting out of your space, getting out of your comfort zone and going somewhere completely different. Maybe it's important to you in some, in some way, maybe it's completely arbitrary. You just want to see a volcano. No real reason. Just want to see it. Um, There has to be no reason actually behind any of this, except that you want to do it. So maybe you want to go somewhere. Maybe you want to experience something. So do something like skydiving or swimming with dolphins, or maybe you want to sell a business. That's just a weird thing that you want to do in your life. Um, Maybe you want to stomp grapes. And absolutely, I'm thinking about I Love Lucy with this one. I would like to stomp grapes with I Love Lucy, though I know better than to put that on my bucket list. But what do you want to experience? What's something that, that you want to experience to enrich your life? I always think about what is the most interesting man situation of like, what are those things for you? Um, Because I think it could be so many, um, so many things. So what kind of stories do you want to tell when you're an old person? I think that's a really interesting way to look at creating a bucket list too. Another bucket to think about is learning something. Maybe you want to learn another language. And then have some sort of related experience or travel scenario based on that. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you just want to, if you want to learn what is Elvish from Lord of the Rings, what ifs? <laughs> you do, you love that for you. Um, maybe you want to learn salsa dancing or learn to surf or pick up some sort of skill. As creatives, we want to learn all kinds of things, right? For a long time, I really wanted to learn to knit, but I crochet is is my wheelhouse. I don't need to know both. 
that one was removed from my bucket list. I was a little over it. Um, maybe you want to learn a new skill. You want to pick up a new hobby. Maybe you just want to do something one time. Maybe you want to learn bookmaking to make one book and never to do it again, never to sell it, not to make books, but to make a book. You want to learn something and have that experience as well. So your bucket list can be obviously whatever you want. It should be big things. Again, think about the things, the stories you want to tell as an old person to your grandkids or, you know, whoever, your friends who are tired of hearing your stories (laughs) by that point, doesn't matter. Make your bucket list. I think your bucket list is really important for many reasons. It is a very important practice. It's related to that wantless practice of like thinking about what it is that you want, but there's this larger spectrum to it or larger perspective to it where it's really about dreaming really big and seeing past your to-do list and what it is that you want to experience in your life. I also think it gives a really interesting inside peek into what you value. Because as you start putting this up, I think some things will rise to the top. One of mine is adventure. I'm less about learning things. Like, I mean, I am. I learn things all day long. But most of my bucket lists are like going places and experiencing things because adventure is something, um, is a value of mine. They're not very many of them are small. (laughs) They're really big things. It also gives you an inside peek into who you want to be. Again, think about, think about that old person you're going to be. Do you want to be able to sit there and tell them about the amazing business that you ran? And this is a good thing is I'm not like slamming any of us here, but this amazing business that you built and ran and you were able to meet and collaborate with all of these people. And then one day you sold it or you passed it down to your kids or, you know, whatever. And then you went on to mentor. Like we could go down a crazy rabbit hole of imagining this. It actually even brings up for me, I think, a practice for this or some some homework you can do to help you settle into your bucket list if you've never done this before is an exercise in the book Playing Big by Tara Moore, who we've had on the podcast a couple of times. If you want to look back in our archives or definitely check out the show notes for this episode, we'll make sure um, I link that because I think I've talked to her two or three times here on the show. And I think talk to her specifically about this exercise where you are um, imagining your inner mentor and you're having a discussion with your inner mentor and your inner mentor is you when you're older. And so this could be a really great exercise to help you settle into your bucket list because your inner mentor will have already done a lot of these things. What? What has your inner mentor done? What have they accomplished? What have they learned? Where have they been? What have they experienced? This could help you really get some insight into what belongs on your bucket list. It also gives you some really great, great direction as you're building your life. And again, this isn't like day-to-day direction. This is like year-to-year plus direction. You could even, if you want to go crazy, you could even systemize this, right? Let's say once a year you're sitting down for a CEO day and you are pulling open your bucket list and you're going, which one am I doing this year? And you can pinpoint the thing and every year you are accomplishing something on your bucket list or similar. I love that idea. Might steal that. 
Can I steal an idea from myself? (laughs) Maybe so. But all in all, your bucket list gives you something to work towards, right? So you're not just sitting there grinding away all day, every day, and not experiencing the things in your life that you probably originally started this business to experience. Again, we're putting our heads in the sand. We are doing all of this great work and we're, f- we're forgetting the big things that we want to accomplish. So this will help you pinpoint the big rewards that you want to work towards, the big things that you want to do and experience outside of the little things that you want or need. These are the things that you're working towards. This is your bucket list. It's incredibly important to have one. I think for literally everyone, but I think it sort of of serves a special purpose for us business owners and entrepreneurs. So that's it. Those are my three lists. Those are the three lists that you get or that I think that you need to have as a business owner and entrepreneur. Number one is your things you won't do, which is really important. I think for the most important reason of helping you say no to the things that you do not need to be spending your time, money, or energy on. Number two is your want list, which I see mostly as a very important practice with normalizing wanting things and in pinpointing what it is that you do want so that you can work towards it. And then three, your bucket list. And I do think the most important reason for your bucket list, though I love the the idea that it gives you that inside peek into what you value and who you want to be. I This is the one where it gives you direction as to which way you're building your life and making sure you're accomplishing the things in this life that you are here to accomplish. You're learning what you want to learn. You are experiencing what you want to experience. You are going where you want to go. You are becoming the person you most want to be. And altogether, these three lists are going to help you get to know yourself better. One of the things that we've been talking about in the group coaching, and we have a whole sort of session section um, that is centered very much so around self-awareness. Or if you even go back up to being bosses, owning who you are, knowing what you want, actually making it happen. Let's take the first part of that, being bosses, owning who you are. You can't own who you are if you don't know who you are. So knowing who you are is step number one in being boss, because without your values, without understanding what's important to you or what you want to prioritize or what you're working towards, what your version of success is, nothing that comes after is going to matter at all. So these three lists do a very important job of just helping you get to know yourself so that you are in the frame of mind and in the frame of being to build on top of that to accomplish what you are actually here to accomplish, which is another important thing that these three lists are going to help you do. They're actually going to help you create more of a life and work experience that you want. It's going to help you achieve your version of success and not just, you know, at retirement as your inner mentor, but next week, next month, today, if you want it to, you just have to know what you want so that you can actually make it happen. There you go. Three lists. 
That was fun. <laughs> Excited to share those with you. Those are all lists that I have done some really great work around with bosses for years. And it's fun to actually bring all three of those together in this one succinct place so that you can, you can do the work. So enjoy, go get some paper, pour yourself a glass of wine or kombucha or water or whatever, sit down quietly and make these three lists for yourself. The things you will not do, the things that you want and your bucket list. Enjoy. All right, boss, because you're here, I know you want to be a better creative business owner, which means I've got something for you. Each week, the team at Being Boss is scouring the news, the best entrepreneurial publications, and updates and releases of the apps and tools that run our businesses, and is curating it all into a weekly email that delivers the must-know tips and tactics in the realms of mindset, money, and productivity. This email is called Brood. We brew it up for you each week to give you the insight you need to make decisions and move forward in your creative business. Check it out now and sign up for yourself at beingboss.club slash brood. That's beingboss.club slash B-R-E-W-E-D. Now, until next time, do the work, be boss.